Father, thank you. Your presence is always sweet. And each time we come there, we have changed. Just as you are. Lord, as we continue once again, in this session, that you take fire from the altar, ha ha ha, and put it upon us. That the life cool will not just be placed on our lips, but will be cast upon our life so that we can burn for you. And that in burning for you, we may fulfill the purpose why which that fire is taken from the altar. There are many upon whom you have put your spirit. But because they have not found the purpose why you have given that, they lost the grace and the anointing. That you help us to preserve the anointing as it touches our head. That nothing, not even the cares of this world, not even the deceitfulness of riches, we quench the spirit and our passion for the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to continue on our charge because it's not a study. If it had to be a study, that's when you see us go through so many scriptures. We only went through scriptures in order to, to see what the Lord is dealing with us in that session but in this session now we are going to still be reading scriptures maybe let us start from revelation chapter 1 verse 10 and as we open listen to this carefully god's goal is to deal with us individually as much as it brings us into the body to edify us. Hmm. The Holy Ghost gave me another scripture right away. Okay, now let's see those two scriptures the Holy Ghost has just dropped in my spirit first. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. Now there is a man that is banished. You know, in the last session we mentioned that circumstances to call us to seek God alone. This is an apostle like Polycarp we mentioned. This is the mentor of Polycarp. For the faith, not because he was a criminal, for the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not because he dislowered somebody or he duped somebody. For the faith, for the life God had given him, and he felt others to receive of it, he was banished. If it were to be that he was banished, it would have been good. He was thrown on an island. We are criminals. It's, 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 it's one of the severe punishments in the then government. But while he was banished, he had an encounter with the living master. But look at it. What I want to see from this verse 10 is that that encounter they did not just erupt it. It came 
from what seems similar, what seems familiar, what seems to interest drama. And as he begins to respond to it, as he begins to trace that thing that seems similar to him, he found the real thing. And as he makes us to maintain the fact that everything we see that is not palatable is a sign that God is calling us to seek him. Holy Ghost, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. What does it take to be in the Spirit? We are talking about how to preserve your fire. And as we are going to see in this study, you cannot carry the fire saved by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that inflames the fire on the inside of you. If you don't have Him, you are going to be as cold as the refrigerator. I like the way W. Toza put a no, no, Leonardo Vani. He said that the church is not an incubator or a refrigerator. It is not to preserve the perishable, it is to burn them. He went forward. He went forth by writing. He said, Man, end so, or we end up in hell because they lost the fire of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is everything. Christ is our redemption. But the Holy Ghost brings us into the reality. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. The Lord did not appear to John because he was banished. He was sentenced on the highland. Or because he felt pity for him. You know, sometimes you think Jesus Christ is just like our is just like an earthly person that he felt pity for. He sympathizes with you. The Bible says we do not have an high priest that cannot be touched in our affect and with our affection. In all ways he was tempted like we are, yet without sin. In that Hebrew chapter 2, the the word of God made us to understand that it is fitting for our high priest that. He would make, in order to bring us into salvation, in order to bring us into glory, he suffered and said it is fitting for him to be subject to our weaknesses. But it does not just fit you because your money got lost, or because your landlord threw you out, or because you got to seek him. He was in the spirit despite that horrible. Penalty or punishment meted on an aged man like he was. And I think that's one of the things that would have inspired Polycap. He had seen his boss, his senior pastor, his mentor. You know, some of the times, one of the reasons why people are not driven is because they, they have not seen their pastor do what the pastor is saying. I mean, the prophecy of Jesus Christ not be fit. That the people should fall, they should, they should listen to, 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 to the Pharisees, but not to do like them. For they point at Moses and tell us what they should tell, tell the people what the losses they should do, but they will not do it. No, we begin to command more influence. We begin to do that which we are showing others. May God help us. I was listening to John C. Maxwell the other day, and he mentioned the fact that. After a while, you know, he started a church and he was going to church. After a while, because of the commitment of raising the church and the commitment he had with the corporate organizations, he began to lose his passion and fire for God. The burning for evangelism left. 
And one day the Lord began to deal with him, begin to show him the need to get back on that. God dealt with him and he came back to the church. He told the church, he confessed to the church, that church, I'm very sorry. Because I want to grow the few number of you have left the multitude that will never come to church. More than 70% of people that will not come. Although the name of Jesus has become a neighborhood name, but no, 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 people are not reckoning with it. It seems to become an escape route. A kind of a, a kind of a defense, not a reality, not a life. And you know the Bible don't just told us that Christ is, 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 is only our Savior. It calls him our life. Our life. That is our survival and sustainability depends on him. So Christ does not just pity us. He pities us because we are in the spirit with him. To be in the spirit means to be inclined, to be filled with God. To be full of life. To keep our perspective. To keep our affection. To keep our passion to, on God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. If you then you be risen, if you then you are risen with Christ, set your affection on things above where Christ is seated, not on things beneath. What does that mean? I don't know. But it means that you shine your attention, you shine your affection to Christ. And the implications of that will mean that you relinquish, you let go of some things. It will mean that you trim off the excesses. I was in the spirit, John wrote. On the last day, that is on Sabbath, on Saturday. Actually, Sabbath begins from Friday evening to Saturday evening. And I heard behind me a loud voice of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega and the first and the last. And what you see right in a book and send it to the seven churches. Now, verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and having turned, I saw the seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and guarded about the chest with a golden band. Do you know what I want you to say from that scripture? That God used clings to call us. Like we saw God use the desire of Moses to call him. He's curious to get grasses. And eventually the one he got was set on fire. That, you see, that picture is not just for Moses, for us. God wants to send us on fire. But the fire he wants to place on us is not the fire that will consume us, that will make us to burn. It will preserve us. It will attract others to him. It will be the basis by which others will find God. That's the goal. The Lord resting on the burning bush. It burns but does not consume. But as it burns, it calls for. It becomes a voice. It becomes God's expressions. It becomes God's invitation to Moses. And not just to Moses, subsequently to many that will come to God. Do you know, each time Riambonki comes to talk about the privilege of serving the Lord as a missionary in Africa, he will always mention Graf Luz. Graf Luz. Who came to their village some centuries back, maybe two generations away from him. Yes, 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 yes. 
preached to his grandfather. The grandfather accepted Christ and his grandmother. Through the grandparents, the father, Herman, received faith. And that faith was passed on to the Yambonki. One man caught the fire in Azusa Street meeting, brought it to England, took it to a little village. A family received it, passed it down the age. I was talking to somebody sometimes ago, and I was trying to, we were trying to discuss about faith. Then we, okay, it was the day when uh, we got to learn that the Yambonki died, and the person told him that his faith in the Lord. was through the ministry of the Ambonki. And that person is going to, by the grace of God, hand over that baton to his own children. You never knew the implication of the fire God is going to put on you. If you know, like John saw, like he had, he did not see first, it was hearing he was hearing. That hearing is an invitation. And that hearing began to introduce the Lord. He said, I heard. And he that spoke to me said, I am the half. He never saw him first. It was just an introduction of him he received. When God wants to begin a great work with us, he begins by introducing himself to us. I am the way, I am the truth. I am the way. That was why I said in the last episode, it will be a fact. And as we begin to press for that, the fact becomes a reality. And as the fact becomes a reality, it begins to work a thing in us, a consequence, a result. Something came out of that experience. And as something became that experience, then we no longer back, go back to our old self. We come and become the design of God. Those, if for me, you also predestinated to be conformed to the image of the Son. That is the goal. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Holy Ghost wants us to read our scriptures again. But maybe we will check that later. In that portion of scripture, we are going to see that God did not call us into Christ for nothing. He didn't bring us into the member. Uh, sorry, he didn't make us the member of the body for nothing. He made us for one reason. That we grow into him. That we no longer children tossed to and fro. That scripture is true. You are going to see it in a moment. So let us tear this truth. You know, there are many people out there who thought they are attuned with God. They are in line with God. Because they are members of a church. They felt they are spiritually aligned because they teach in the Sunday school. Because they are very close to the pastorate. Because they give. Hmm. But that is not true. You see, the goal of God for every man is to find him out. Enough of pacing after the shadow. Here is God revealing himself. Why are you seeking God? Here is God pacing in front of you. But why are you coming after him? Are you seeking God for what you are going to eat? Like those guys met Christ and they said, Christ, Master, we have been, we've been looking for you. And Christ gave them the truth of the matter. He said, you did not seek me because of the signs and wonder or because you know me. But you sought me because you ate and you were filled. 
There are people today who are seeking the Lord because of their sustainability. All they seek is that Jesus Christ will attend to their problem, but they never want to take him as the Lord. They seek him because they need an admission to the institution. They seek him. You know, a young man told me that now I'm becoming, I have been, I have been, I have been, I have been getting closer to the Lord more than before. I'm now being serious with my relationship because of my business. Mm. So business brought you to Jesus. Now tell me, maybe by the grace of God, that business will take you, that 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 um, appetizer will take you to the point where you cannot go back. But what if that business crashes tomorrow? Will Christ still be worth it? Will you now say, hey, because of, you know, there are people who blame God because of things that are not working in their life. And they feel that things are the way they are because they have come to work with God. But Apostle Peter ashamed us. He told us that even our fellows in the world would never leave God had the same challenges you are having. So I ask, why are you seeking God? Do you really love him? Does your heart burn for him? You see, God has expressed this love for us. And by that love, he meant that we will find him. By that love, God gave himself, not an angel. He gave himself as a gift to us. He's not trying to compete with you or with any celebrity in the world. God is not a celebrity. He's not an actor. He's not seeking fans. He's the creator. He's not just the creator. He's your creator. He created man and you in particular so that you can find him. That is the goal. Until you find God, you are still dead. You have not started living. Ephesians chapter 1. Chapter 2 rather verse 1. You were dead in your trespasses he crooked. Lord help us. You see, man is configured to house God. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Apostle Paul said that, I think verse 3 said that he that has made us for all this is God, who has also given us the Holy Spirit. Before that statement, he made us to realize that our spirit is conf- that one day we are going to put off this tent, we are going to die, we are going to leave this world. But he said that before that happens, there is a longing on the inside of him, longing after God, that this mortality will be swallowed up with immortality. And he said it's not just a vain longing. He said God actually configured us for that expression, a divine configuration. So man is configured to house God. And until he finds God, he cannot walk in that configuration. Now, have you seen a house that is not owned before? That nobody is living in? What is his condition after a while? What happens to it eventually? That is what happens when 